Welcome, Welcome to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast with your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. And, and yes, yes, we really are best friends and have been for 20 years now living coast to coast. Together, we are excited to share the best ideas on how to sustain healthy relationships with your best friend or anyone you care about. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, best friend. What you doing? <laughs> so, I just wanted to share this idea of you that you've helped me kind of understand recently about myself. And the topic of this idea is acknowledgement and advocating. I think these two are kind of hand in hand. Instead of separating them, I thought that it would be great for everyone to kind of hear how this idea came up to be and why it's important, especially on how to sustain good relationships. So hopefully this is helpful. And I just wanted to share how it just came to be. If you've been listening to our recordings episodes, I have brought up the idea several times now that Jen has brought up to me, which is that like my ideas and I converse with people, it's like a tennis court. And so it became this whole tennis analogy, how in her words, like what you said, best friend, was imagining that like I'm at a tennis court and we're playing tennis together and we're playing, you know, rallying back and forth the same ball. But every time I throw the ball to your side, I bust out another tennis ball in my pocket and throw it at you and then I throw another one and another one and another one that you're like wait where are all these tennis balls coming from and so I just end up unloading everything to you without ever acknowledging a lot of the things that you've been doing because when you toss the ball back you're hoping that like hey what do you think about my ideas or what I'm going through and Sometimes I brush by it because I've already acknowledged it in my mind when I didn't acknowledge it verbally. And I think this is a really important to note here on first, I will, the first segment will be about how to acknowledge and the next one would be about advocating. But acknowledging is not easy. And I'm using this word a lot more as of recently because there's other words to say, right? You can say, thank you for sharing. I'm acknowledging your feelings. I appreciate you saying that. Oh, I'm just responding to this and that that you said. So that's kind of what we mean here now by like what you're acknowledging and how important that is to acknowledge other people's feelings. Because I'm the type of guy that, and other people can relate, is just because someone has said something and you're actively listening to them, and when I say by actively listening, not just say, uh-huh, 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 you're kind of, you're fully looking at them and nothing's on, you're not looking at your phone and you're just kind of you're not being distracted and you're just with someone. And although I do that nowadays even more, I do find myself just acknowledging what the other person has said without actually verbalizing and telling them, hey, thank you, I acknowledge that you like cats and I acknowledge that you you're going through some trouble right now and and I hear you you know but when you don't verbalize it the other person can't feel that 
And uh, it's only come to me now, naturally, because how this came about is I was having trouble with Maria, my spouse, my fictional name. And she was saying, like, you don't listen to me. I was like, what do you mean? I am listening to you. I talk to you every day. And I'm like, you're not listening, listening to me. You only share your stories. And then you switching subjects really fast. And whenever it's my turn, you cut my story and then go back to you. And it is so true. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. And then so Maria said, like, you know, I bet you don't do this with other people. Or if you do, they probably don't tell you that you're doing that to them. And they're probably, you know, in their mind, don't want to talk to you because you're you're always changing the subject on them and not acknowledging what they're trying to say or you cut their story. And it is so true. Like, well, I, I experienced it firsthand because one of my team members who works under me embodied that. And it's like an external version of just seeing myself in the mirror. Because this person would, every time I would share a story, always trying to one-up my story or change it and relate it to them. Or to say like, hey, look at this. And like, there's just no like, come on. Like, I was talking here and then you totally, and then they would not realize that they did it. And they still don't. And that's what's happening to me. And so when I asked, Jen, uh, I was like, hey, Jen, hey, best friend. So Maria has told me that I don't listen. I, I feel that you guys are somewhat the same when it comes to like in the way that you guys think. And I just wanted to know, like, because when we talk, we have a great time chatting back and forth, especially when we schedule time and we would talk to each other like two to three hours at a time. And I always felt like it was fair because it would be like, OK, two hours I talk and two hours you talk. But let me know. And then uh, you had mentioned to me, like, especially with the audio recordings when it's offline and there isn't that ability to kind of, you just have to listen to the other party. You mentioned that several times I literally did not acknowledge like more than half of what you had said. And then I just unload a million other ideas of what's going on with mine. And then you would acknowledge every single one because you're a finisher. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, definitely check out our <laughs> Are You a Starter or a Finisher episode. So definitely uh, just want to say thank you so much because without you really sharing with me that I didn't acknowledge uh, <laughs> your feelings, I was like, oh, wow. Well, I'm insensitive. Like, I'm rude to not have done that. And having this self-awareness has just been great because I can now apply it everywhere with people I talk to and even at work. And so just thank you, best friend. I hope that our listeners, if you're hearing this and you feel that you have the same type of personality as me, where I don't acknowledge other what people are saying, definitely take time to hear yourself out and even ask your friends, especially the close ones, or just ask anybody, ask your friends, ask your family, and just ask him like, hey, when I'm talking to you, do I ever give you the, you know, vibes that I'm, I'm not listening? And you will be surprised of what they'll say, because now you give them permission to tell you. It's always harder when someone tells you right off the bat, and you're like, no, I don't do that, you know? And that's what I was doing with Maria for a very long time. I was like, no, I don't. I don't cut your story. I don't cut your story. And then when I finally was ready to kind of hear and accept 
the information. Then I realized, wow. All right. How can I fix that? And, and I'm wanting to fix it. You know, obviously you don't have to fix it, but you'll get so much more value if you do. So I just wanted to share that with you, best friend. Thank you for helping me learn about acknowledgement. I would love to hear your feedback. And later I'm going to talk about how acknowledging does help and coincide with advocating for each other. So <laughs> let's leave it at that. Uh, that'll be part two of this conversation. And let me know your thoughts on that, on acknowledgement. And to our listeners, I hope this is helpful. So talk to you soon, best friend. And I appreciate it. Bye. Hey, best friend. Uh, I just have to say that this is such a breath of fresh air to have this conversation with you, primarily because in learning about how you acknowledge people's thoughts and stories and them talking to you, it helps me recognize that verbally acknowledging things, verbally saying, oh, I heard you, I hear you, or let me rephrase this to make sure I understand I realized that this is not an easy skill to attain. And I also think it just depends on, you know, where you're coming from. I do think this is very relevant to our previous conversation about if you're a starter or a finisher, you know, because going back to that tennis analogy, if we're looking at the tennis balls as an idea that someone is sharing. So it's like, if I hit the ball your way, what that ball represents is, let's say, something I was going through that day. And not only do you not hit it back, in fact, you miss it, you already have one to 10 different balls in your pocket ready to send my way, which is, I think, very, very representative of who you are as a starter. Like in tennis, it's kind of like, oh, well, let me let me try my own pass or let me try my own way of serving, you know, kind of thing. And so it's interesting because in your mind, and, and I know that I've, I've learned this from you and you talking, is that you just want to make sure that you don't forget what you're about to say, or you have an idea that if you don't blurt it out, then it's going to be forgotten. At the same time, the receiving end of that is someone like me who had shared an idea, who threw a ball your way, but it's stuck on your side. And not only do I not get it back, like meaning I don't feel acknowledged for the idea or the thought or the story that I sent your way. I have to go to the other side of the court to pick up my ball and remind you of that conversation. And I'm not speaking about you exactly, of course. I'm kind of generalizing between you and my spouse because as we often talk about on the show so far, who we are currently with resembles who we are as friends in many, many ways. And it is very interesting for us to have these conversations, to be able to look at our own romantic relationships objectively by asking us as best friends, like, hey, what do you think my spouse is thinking based on these actions? Because I'm a lot like your spouse and your spouse is a lot like mine. And so I really love that we have this tennis analogy. And of course, to our listeners, if you don't entirely understand what we're saying, I'm hoping to continue to repeat it in a way that you will understand. But I think that is such a great visual way to explain like how I have this one ball that I just need you to hit back at me. So I know that you heard it and you, you received it and you, and you can send it back. 
But because you've already thrown 10 balls my way, you completely forgot about that one ball. So I have to go to the other side to pick up the ball in your court and remind you of this ball. And so I am curious to our listeners, are you the type of person who has that one ball that you wish someone else would just hit back? Or are you the one that's already thrown 10 other balls on the other side of the court? Very curious. The one ball or the 10 balls? Which one are you? (laughs) And so this has been an ongoing conversation that you and I have had, especially since we've been doing these asynchronous audio messages, (laughs) which is another term we recently brought up and used in our previous episode. And so, like I said, it is a great conversation to acknowledge because I do think that a lot of people aren't fully aware that they may not acknowledge other people or there's so much in their head that they don't even realize who is the receiving end of the person that is there to witness you having all these things in your head that you just have to blurt out. It's like, what about them? What if they have things that they want to say, right? And so the acknowledgement part, and, and you already explained it beautifully, the different phrases like, thanks for sharing, or I heard you, or let me rephrase this, or, you know, we use acknowledge just because, I don't know, just just kind of the word that naturally came up and everything. But it is extremely important, especially if you want to ensure that the person you're talking to feels seen and valued. And that's really what it comes down. The other person just wants to feel valued by you. And what I mean by feeling valued by you, it's not necessarily like I am not asking you, best friend, for example, I'm not asking you to fix my problems. I'm just asking to be seen by you. And so if you could say, oh my gosh, like I heard your story and it sounds like you're going through a tough time. And I just want to let you know that I'm advocating for you. And this is another word that, you know, Adrian and I are using advocating, meaning I'm here for you and it sucks. And I'm sorry. I don't know if I can help other than be here for you and say that I'm sorry you're going through a rough time. And if you need me to continue to acknowledge your situation, meaning if you need to unload on me, I'm here for you. I'm happy to listen. And it's that listening that makes an individual feel so seen, so loved, And most of all, hopeful, like hopeful that they're going to get through their situation. Humans are designed for community and connection and being able to like, I guess the most basic way to like explain this is when we're babies, we look toward our parents for affirmation. We look toward our parents for acknowledgement, for approval, for, oh my gosh, I fell on the floor. My knee is bleeding. What do I do? Do I cry? Do I just get up and keep going? How do I react? And that's really what the acknowledgement part is all about is like, you know, this is what I'm going through right now. How are you receiving what I'm sharing? And am I going to be okay? And that's really what it's all about. And unfortunately, when you don't acknowledge someone's feelings, they feel unseen. They are affirmed that they're lonelier than ever, that they don't matter. They're not valued. And all these feelings. And and I'm really speaking from my own personal experience when I feel like I'm trying to share something with someone and they already go to another story or they don't even acknowledge what I'm going through. And what I mean by acknowledge is, you know, they don't even say anything. They stonewall me, which is a psychological term for they just completely like give you the silent treatment and or gaslight, meaning like, let's say I share how I feel and the person responds saying, you shouldn't feel that way. Like, come on, they're like, you shouldn't be sad that you lost your dad at 10. At least you had a dad. There's so many people in the world who never knew their fathers. And so that's kind of a way of being gaslit. It's like gaslighting is like when you don't acknowledge 
what people are going through, if you don't acknowledge the ball that's getting thrown at you, people feel gaslit. They think, oh my gosh, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, did I say what I said? Well, like, did I say something wrong? It causes us to self-doubt and feel like, you know, what we shared wasn't of value or that we're the crazy ones. So I want to like backtrack a bit and just express that I'm not trying to lecture here. I'm actually advocating for myself. I'm advocating for the fact that for a lot of my life, I have been the one to acknowledge people. And I have been the one to naturally make people feel seen, heard, valued, and loved. Because when I had lost my dad, I had to, in a sense, be a provider for my mom because she struggled financially. And then I felt the need to be a protector for my younger sibling because they were so young when we had lost dad. And so a lot of my upbringing was taking on this caretaking role. And so part of that is anticipating people's feelings and needs ahead of time. And so it had become a natural thing for me to do, to be able to acknowledge people. What I have come to learn though, is that in the long run, if I don't get that reciprocated, this is the hardest thing I had to learn because I was also taught that you're supposed to treat others the way you want to be treated. And I have learned that that is a complete lie and that is completely untrue because you can treat people the way you want to be treated, but people may not interpret what you're trying to do as a positive thing. You could be helping someone in hopes that they'll help you the same way, but the way you're helping them might actually be hurting them. And so they don't want to hurt you back. It could be a complete misinterpretation, a complete misunderstanding. And so I just say all that because I have learned for myself is that I want to have relationships that reciprocate that acknowledgement. And that is something that I didn't have for a very long time until I basically just got fed up of feeling like I made everyone else feel seen but myself. And how was that even possible? How was someone like me who had this love and desire to make people feel a certain way. And yet I didn't get that in return. And it's because I realized I was around the wrong people. I needed to evolve those relationships like what you and I have done, or I need to move on, which is what I have with a lot of people. All that being said, I want to give a shout out to Maria, because it sounds like Maria was trying to tell you this all along. And when you were finally ready, you asked me, and I hope that I shared it to you in the most loving way possible of how I felt unseen by you in many instances, especially since I moved out to the East Coast. And the beauty, though, is just like what you said when you wrapped up earlier, you don't necessarily have to learn all this, best friend. You didn't have to learn how to acknowledge and advocate for other people. But because you did, your relationships are so much better as a result of it. It's like what I shared with you offline. When I have a day where I'm just thinking about someone, I want to let them know. I text them. I say, hey, I'm just thinking of you. And I just wanted to send good vibes your way. I hope you're having a great day. And the thing is, I didn't have to do that. But because I did it, it made for better relationships. And I believe that's what you're doing here. And I just want to commend you. And of course, give a shout out to Maria for helping you become aware of this so that we can have this conversation privately and now being able to share this with our listeners. So in closing, I also want to ask our listeners, do you acknowledge your loved ones? Do you advocate for them? Do you make them feel seen and heard by verbally letting them know? If you do, what are some phrases you say? Do you say, thanks for sharing? Let me rephrase what you said so I can make sure I understood what you said. Like, what are some phrases you use? Because I think the more language we can accumulate to help all of us better acknowledge one another, the better.
All right, best friend, I will turn it over to you. Hey, best friend. Thank you so much. I really like everything that you've been sharing about acknowledgement and advocating. Truly, it is not an easy skill to acknowledge because <laughs> I know for one, I don't do that enough. And this whole experience has been very eye-opening for me. And I'm starting to use it everywhere at home with you, and even at work. And so I really like the tennis ball analogy that you've been sharing. It is so true, and it kind of, it really kind of hones in and resonates with me a lot. Because since I have a lot of ideas and things to share, I find myself more than often when people are talking to me, I just want them to hear my story selfishly, even though I, I thought that I'm giving them the same chance, when in fact, I'm not. <laughs> I'll listen and then I'll share. And then as they are going to share something on their side, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say next. And so this whole conversation has sparked, again, because of my spouse, Maria, said to me that I don't listen enough. And it's like kind of hard to believe that because I'm in sales and 80% of my time has to be listening and 20% is, you know, trying to understand what the customer is needing. And if that's the case, then I'm not doing a great job and I need to figure out why. And so I just thought, well, Maria called me out and said, hey, you listen to everyone else but me. Maybe you listen to your best friend more than me or your family members more than me. And I was like, all right, Let's ask. <laughs> and I kind of did a survey type feedback request. And thank you, best friend. Because we've known each other for 20 years plus, I just thought like, hey, why not ask my best friend what she thinks about all of this? And you pointed out that she's right, that Maria was right, and that I don't acknowledge enough. And I do, going back with the tennis ball analogy you've shared with us, it's just, I have all these balls that are coming from, from let's say, from you, and they're just sitting on my side, and I'm already th ready to throw my own next one at you. And I think I, what I wanted to share here is, first, wow, it's not easy to hear, like, especially, I wasn't ready to hear, like you were alluding to. I basically thought that I was being a good friend and spouse. But in the end, until I wanted to be more self-aware about my situation, did I not understand fully what was going on? And, you know, after you had brought up that I don't acknowledge enough, or I don't even, you know, just say like, thank you, or I heard what you said, like, I, like words that you said, like stonewalling and gaslighting. I just like, wow, man, I've been doing that this whole entire time. And so I just kind of wanted to share some ideas that I've been doing lately at the time of this recording, because we are doing asynchronized messaging. I've been trying to apply it as we go. So the greatest thing about like what we're doing right now, especially with this podcast, is I don't need to respond at the same time that you're you're sharing with me. I'm able to kind of at least digress 
and absorb and see what I can do on my end and take action. And I just wanted to share some ideas with especially those, our listeners, who might be feeling the same thing that I'm feeling and or have been ever told from a loved one saying that, you know, you don't listen as much. Or if you are still in denial in my how I was in my case, it's best to start fixing that as soon as possible because you're going to really get a lot more appreciation by those who love you and also you'll get more respect out of this. <laughs> I can attest to that for sure. So the first idea that I want to share is active listening. The word active listening is, again, uh, is pretty much 80% listening and then the 20%, you know, kind of going to respond, but not the other way around. And when you're actively listening, obviously, if you're in person, you can kind of nod, you can make those type of gestures to acknowledge what the other person's saying. But it's really hard not to check out, you know, with someone like me, I'm always checking out in, in the sense because I'm like, okay, I'm ready to share my next idea. So to stop that, what I've done is to kind of just really pause and actually see if the person I'm talking to is done with their story. I can't tell you enough. I had a team member on my team who I thought was always trying to share their story on top of my story. And I was getting annoyed because I was just like, you know, you don't ever listen. I told that subordinate of mine. And they were saying, oh, I thought I am listening. I thought you were done. And then I realized I do the same thing. You know, as I'm talking to my spouse, Maria, she'll be saying something and then I'll just cut the story and say, oh, yeah, but it's it's kind of like this, right? And then she's like, wait, I wasn't done with my story. So really actively listening is really, really hard to do. And it's really hard to acknowledge. And the best way I would describe it is really listen to their story and wait until they're done. <laughs> and then the way I have done it is kind of just saying, oh, is that the rest of your story? You know, kind of like, because th sometimes when people are sharing their story, they need some time to pause or think or, you know, and then if you cut them off midway to share your story, it really upsets them. It's like the whole tennis ball. It's like I threw a spike out of nowhere and they're like, wait, 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 wait. I was still rallying with you one ball at a time and then all of a sudden you threw this ball out of nowhere so that's what i would say and this next idea of don't one-up the story i have another friend co-worker friend who definitely loves to as i'm telling a story they start to relate it to something that they've done and then try to one-up my story with a, an experience that they've experienced and like Jen had mentioned, it's like sometimes they weren't asking advice, you know, they were just wanting to share the story and unload. And then when someone ones up the story, it just, just becomes super annoying because it's like, okay, first they didn't listen. And now you're trying to say your story is better than my story. And I'm not trying to say whose story is better. I just wanted you to listen, you know. So don't one up <laughs> other people's story. And that's been very hard for me to do, but I'm getting better. And there's this new idea that I want like to share with everyone. If anyone has watched the Netflix series uh, Queen Gambit, obviously she was a chess prodigy player. But the point is that when they're playing these professional, uh, one of the, the several scenes that they do is that she's like, in a typical chess tournament, it's timed where you press the button and it starts clocking the time. And then 
the player gets to do a move. Then they have to press it in order for the other player to start thinking and then back and forth. So this like pressing button idea of chess is also going with the whole tennis ball analogy where one ball at a time, not 10 balls at a time, and one person can speak at a time. And I really like it because I've tried this with Maria and I kid you not, this has been one of the most effective ways for us to make decisions together where both of us are not yelling over each other or, you know, jumping to conclusion. And all it took was, let's say Maria starts and says what they're feeling, she's feeling, and I'm not allowed to say one single word, not one, not interrupt, I just have to fully listen. And usually we give like a five minute time limit so it doesn't go too long. And then we kind of just make this like, I'm going to try to do it here, which is like a slap or a sound. I don't have like a buzzer. So we just kind of press as if we press the button. And it's been great because then I would say everything I wanted to say. And then I would say, okay, I'm done. And then she would say, okay, well, what you were trying to say was more like this. And I think we should try to do it like this. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so just really kind of like helps us actually listen all the way through and let them finish without interrupting. And I think, you know, that's something I would want to share with everyone who are listeners. It's kind of that physical verbal confirmation, I should say. And yeah, so that's everything that I would like to share on the ideas when it comes to this whole skill of acknowledging the other person. And the second part of this recording that I wanted to share and have us kind of talk about what you've been saying, best friend, is advocating for the other person. You kind of shared, it kind of blends together, the acknowledgement and advocating. But if you can share again with us, like, what is your definition of what it means to advocate for someone? Obviously, you're using phrases like, I hear you, I see you. I think it's a more of a nice verbal for me it's like more of a nice verbal or confirmation of just telling the other person like i received your message i acknowledge what you've has said so far so it's not like a lot of times i have even told you best friend that i acknowledged it in my mind when i should just verbally say oh i heard you i heard what you said about this and i appreciate you sharing that with me just those simple words helps the other person know that like that you've said something. It's like when Maria sometimes says to me, even the act of just saying, good morning. Hey, good morning. But in my mind, good morning. But then she would say, hello, I said good morning. And I was like, oh, good morning. <laughs> so for me, advocating is this way of, even it's a nice way to support. Maybe you might disagree on what's that's going on, but that's not the point here. If the other person just needs some encouragement or is going through something, and just need you to just kind of acknowledge the feelings that they're having, I think it's really important to, to advocate for them. Because, um, and like what you were, you're teaching me, best friend, is it just really helps the other person feel heard. And so, again, it, it coincides with acknowledgement. But I, for us, we've been, just to our listeners, we've been trying to, for some reason, we keep saying, oh, please advocate for me. But a lot of times we're like, we say the word avocado because it's so close to the, the words of avocado and advocate. So like avocado me or can you 
auto cavoing me and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and so it's just our little play on words for that. But yes, I'd like to hear what you thought, think about my thoughts, best friend, when it comes to acknowledgement and advocating. And maybe it will help our listeners as well. But again, I do appreciate you helping me become self-aware more than anything else. And I encourage like to our listeners, if you have a really close friend or family member and you want to know how you're being perceived, I definitely highly recommend you ask and just say, hey, do I listen? And take it with a grain of salt, but let them literally tell you everything first and why they said it because the natural reaction would be to kind of like no i don't do that no i don't do that but you have to be willing to accept what the other side will say so yeah hopefully that helps and again best friend i'd like to hear your thoughts thank you so much Hey, best friend. I absolutely love this conversation. I feel like with every episode that we do, we just seem to be getting deeper and deeper in regards to like what we're learning about each other, what we're learning about ourselves. And I am just here for all of it. So thank you for doing this with me as always. And this topic is a very good one. And, you know, you think that I would be the one to start this conversation, but remember, you're the starter here, (laughs) at least in regards to our friendship and our dynamic. But yeah, I do appreciate you acknowledging how I brought this up to you. I mean, really, we got to give it to Maria, right? Who told you firsthand that you are not a good listener. And that's her words, not mine. (laughs) Uh, But you did go out of your way to ask me if, you know, she was right. And I remember when you first asked me the question and in my mind, I thought, okay, this is interesting. Like, how do I respond in a delicate way? And I think from what I recall in messaging you, I think I even verbalized that. I said, like, how do I put this or how do I explain this? And, you know, I think that's a very interesting question, but I hope that when I did affirm what Maria had observed of you. I hope that you didn't take offense to it more so you took it as just loving advice, just your loved ones trying to help you see the way that you engaged with them. And so I just want to say thank you for swallowing that humble pill to realize that, again, Maria's words, you are not good at listening. (laughs) You know, and again, I said this in my last recording, I didn't realize how difficult it is for most people to acknowledge. And now that I think about it, I can agree with you now that it is not an easy skill. I have often found in most, pretty much the majority of my relationships it's a very difficult skill. Like it's it's something where, you know, I'm in this position where I know how to acknowledge people. It's my way of showing them that I see them and I love them and I'm here for them. But to not get it reciprocated felt very odd to me. I thought, oh, I thought that, and I said this in the last recording, I know, it's like, I thought that if I treat them this way, they will treat me the same way back. I have learned I need to do this with people who know how to reciprocate. And so it's been a humble pill for me to swallow as well to realize that not everyone is going to have the willingness or self-awareness 
to learn how to acknowledge or have the desire to do it. Part of how I've been able to hone in on the skill, I guess you can say, is in addition to my personal life and having done that so much, you know, for my loved ones, I realized the value of this skill set through podcasting. Just being able to, you know, have interviewed the hundreds of people that I have been fortunate to interview, it really requires a skill of active listening. And the thing is, because podcasting is primarily audio, you really have to verbalize on air that you heard what the other person was saying. You can't just, yes, you could talk over them, but like the listeners will feel you know, will feel like they're not acknowledged either when they hear, like, let's say the guest talk about something. And then I just rush to get to the next interview question. The way I do interviewing, for example, is that it is not my primary goal to check off every question that I have on my list. It's more about using the questions as more like an icebreaker, like just having it to start the conversation. But there's going to be other questions that pop up in hearing the person's story. And so I focus more on follow-up questions as opposed to the questions that I had initially prepared ahead of time. So active listening is truly a skill. And it's interesting because it's hard for me to like teach it because I guess you could say it comes like I'm more of a practitioner, not a teacher. However, in talking to you about this, I realized that I am able to teach about it by, you know, have given you the tennis ball analogy, for example, and how we have been talking about this analogy very extensively and what it feels like when I toss a ball on your side of the court. And not only does it stay there because you didn't want to hit it back, but you were already hitting your own ball on the other side of the court. Anyway, I'm not trying to attack you here. I'm just trying to play along with this analogy. And, you know, hopefully this is helpful for our listeners to know what we mean when it comes to acknowledgement. And again, I want to commend you, best friend, for, like I said, taking that humble pill to accept the fact that Maria was right and that you could have better active listening skills because I have people in my life (laughs) and I think you know who I'm talking about in particular where it is a very difficult skill to verbalize because I think that, you know, in this situation, best friend, you could have easily had taken offense, you you know, like you did with with Maria, you could have easily had said, what? I listen. What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) and unfortunately, that's how most people will respond if they are not ready to hear what the other person is trying to say. And so, yeah, it's just your self-awareness and your desire to choose love and your relationships over you being right it's very commendable. And if there's anything that you continue to demonstrate, best friend, as we, you know, progress in this show is how you accept humility, like the way that you just accept humility and not necessarily accept defeat, but more like, you know, accept this kind of feedback. Again, most people don't want this kind of feedback. They want to be like, what are you talking about? Like, I know I do this. I know I do that. I don't believe you. You know, you're wrong. But the fact that you continue to be like, wow, you're right. And wow, I'm sorry. Like that is not easy for anyone to say you're right. I'm sorry. Right. Like it is not. It is not an easy thing. And the fact that you continue to do that again, you don't even have to do that. And I have mentioned this in the past, but because you do, it just improves our relationship. And I imagine your relationship with Maria. So best friend, I just want to say kudos to you. And I'll get into more of this later, but what I just did was advocate for you. (laughs) 
And I'll explain, uh, I know you were asking later, what does advocate mean? Um, at least in, in the way that I interpret it, in the way that I practice it. Um, I will go ahead and explain that a little bit more later in this recording. Moving on, I really love how you took some time, best friend, to share with our listeners who may be in a similar situation as you to provide some tips on how they can better listen. And so I know you talked about active listening and I think if people like think that they listen and then they realize that they're not a good listener, it does help to give tips. And so I really like how you gave some tips in regards to like making sure you pause and listen to fully hear if someone has finished their story. I like how you ask people, are you done with your story? Are you done sharing? I often like to say, okay, cool. Anything else? Is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything else I should know? In podcasting, when I'm interviewing someone, I typically ask a final question saying, hey, as we wrap up here, I'm curious to know if there's anything else you want to share with our listeners. You know, so the word anything else is pretty much what I am referring to is the phrase that I usually go to in regards to fully hearing someone's story and making sure they feel heard. I find the next tip that you shared very interesting. Don't one up the other person's story. I like how you were referring to a coworker. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of two particular individuals in my past. So the first person, I'm going to call them Patty. And the next person, I'm going to call them Jay. And I'm going to give them non-binary terms or non-binary pronouns. And I'm going to go and refer to them as non-binary out of respect to them and who they are. Not that I ever think they'll listen to this, but you know, just in case. So with Patty, Patty was a kind of person or Patty and Jay, Patty and Jay individually, what they would do is I would essentially pour my heart out to them. I would, you know, completely disclose what is going on in my life in clear detail. And the way that they would respond, both of them, this is what they both had in common, even though these two didn't know each other. So if the common denominator between these two was me, maybe I was giving off an impression that I needed them to, let's say, save me or something. I don't know. Or maybe I gave them the impression that I looked up to them or I needed them to save me. And so both of them, what they would do is the way that they would one up me is talk about you know, the most recent thing that happened in their life that they felt like they were able to overcome and essentially use themselves as a role model for me to get better saying like, well, this is what I did in my life. You know, I get your situation because so-and-so did this to me and look what happened to me as a result. You should do what I do. You should do what I did. Like, you know, it was very much like, look at me, look at me, look at how I conquered the world. Look at how I, you know, look at where I am today you know, let me help you. Let me save you. And I got to tell you, best friend, I hate people like that. I hate people who make it about them and make it about what they overcame and expect for me to understand their story and model my story with theirs or, or yeah, and, and match my story with theirs because it makes me feel like they weren't really listening to my situation. You know, it makes me think like, well, okay, that's great that that happened to you. But like the person you're describing is completely different from the person I'm describing. You know, they are not the same people. So I find it really difficult to speak with people who talk in that kind of manner. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm perfect myself. Maybe I have done that. And I admit when I think about my younger sibling, I had done that in the past. And when I started to realize what it felt like to be the receiving end of that, I thought, oh, wow, 
You know, instead, what I prefer to do is to advocate for people, which is what I'll get to next. (laughs) But before I do, I want to acknowledge the chess analogy that you gave. I, I actually love this analogy. I think this analogy is even more descriptive than my tennis ball analogy, because with chess, like you mentioned, you have to like press a button when you're done with your turn. So to actually like physically do that to, you know, like hit the table like that and say, you know, essentially saying, okay, I'm done talking. I love that. And I think that's great for people who really don't know like how to active listen and stuff like that. So I just say, well done. I like, I really like that advice. And so well done, best friend. I really like that advice. Well, with that said, now I've kind of been teasing at you, best friend, and also with our listeners here. Jen, what do you mean by advocating? Because I know you asked me, what does it mean to advocate for someone? And we've already had this in in part of our conversation today, saying like saying phrases like I hear you, I see you, or even paraphrasing like what the other person said. Really, to summarize what that means, to summarize what those phrases mean, what you're really doing is you're just verbally acknowledging what the other person said, or you're verbally letting them know, like saying, oh, you know, thank you for sharing, as we mentioned. Oh, that's very interesting. Or, oh, like, you know, yeah, again, thank you for sharing. Or it means a lot that you would open up to me in this way. Just being able to verbally acknowledge, verbally, you know, let them know that you heard them is a huge thing because, again, this is a learned skill for most people. Like unless you become a professional therapist or, you know, you are in the business where you have to actively listen, it's very difficult to do this. And even like you said, best friend, even though you are actually in sales, it doesn't always translate in our personal lives. You know, sometimes we treat our loved ones worse in regards to listening to them than we do our clients or, you know, our coworkers because, at work, there is a clear transaction. There's a clear like rule book or way to operate to know how to get what you want. And so it requires that you act a certain way, you say certain things, et cetera, et cetera. But with the loved ones, it's a little more difficult because there is no rule book. You know, relationships are ever evolving. And sometimes your loved ones have known you for years or have known you since your childhood. And so to be able to evolve a relationship by the way you communicate with each other, I mean, it's difficult. It's absolutely difficult because, you know, again, most most of us maybe don't value getting the kind of help to help us better communicate with their loved ones. And so I hope that you, the listener, have been learning a lot from the conversations that Adrian and I have been uh, saying that Adrian and I have been having so far. So the last part I want to mention in regards to like, how do you advocate for someone in addition to just like verbally, you know, saying that you hear them, you see them, or you even try to follow up with a question saying like, oh, you know, thanks for sharing. You mentioned this little detail in your story. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I think it'll better help me understand, you know, what you're trying to say to me, you know, like even having a follow-up question, which I haven't mentioned yet. So that's another tip I recommend as well. In addition to like doing a verbal acknowledgement, the most important thing, the most important key to advocate for someone or as Adrian and I joke, avocado. (laughs) And just a little backstory. The reason why I came up with the word avocado is because I think I was explaining to you, best friend, like offline about like, oh, the reason why I like using the word advocating is because it sounds like avocado. And (laughs) who doesn't love avocados? So if Adrian and I go back and forth and we say avocado me or I avocado you, you know, it really means that I'm advocating for you. And that's just sort of our inside joke that you all are now a part of. (laughs) But anyway, the final key the final tip to really advocate for someone to really advocate for someone is to trust their story. And what do I mean by that? 
A phrase that I often like to use when people share their story is I say, I believe you. I believe what you're sharing. I believe you. Like even just saying that to someone, like you have no idea how so many people feel like people don't believe them. It's like they feel like they have to overexplain themselves. They have to talk over other people to be heard. And if you just say, I believe you, I believe your story, you know, especially if they say something like, could you believe it? Like, could you believe this person did this to me? I would respond, I believe you. And that's what I mean. It's like you're really you're solely on their side. Here's the thing. Even if you want to play devil's advocate and you want to say like, oh, well, what does the other person think? Like, did you tell them this? Have you opened up to them about this? Like, do they know what you're going through? Like, even if you play devil's advocate, the thing is, you don't know that other person. You don't know the other party. Like my best friend is telling me his story. I don't know his coworkers. And it's not my job to save everyone. It's not my job to fix the situation. That's what professional help is for. But what I can do is I can help my best friend feel like someone is on his side by trusting him and trusting his story and saying, I believe you. And so that's what I mean when I say advocating. That is the key to advocating is being on the person that you love, being on their side and believing their story. And just like what I did at the beginning of this recording or at the beginning of this response is I said, like, and that's how you advocate for someone. What I mean is that, you know, I took the time to paraphrase everything my best friend said and be like, wow, like I couldn't believe it or wow, like good for you. You know, I'm so glad that you realize this for yourself. And, you know, like being a witness of someone's growth, being a witness of someone's like epiphanies and, you know, desire to do better in this world. I think we all lack champions in our lives. We lack avocados. No, <laughs> just kidding. We lack people who advocate for us. And, you know, maybe who knows, I'm not a therapist, but maybe the reason why a lot of us don't know how to advocate is because we weren't advocated for at a young age or at some point in our life. And we felt like we had to fend for ourselves. And so I'm here declaring that enough is enough. I will believe people's stories, even if in my mind, I don't think it's true, but it's like, it's not my place to fix their problems anyway. It's my place for them to feel seen and loved and valued and really just kind of be a soundboard to help them realize like, what is the next positive step they can take from here? And the only way to do that is to not play devil's advocate unless they ask for it. But it's to believe them and to believe their story. So best friend, that's what I mean by advocating. Um, I know that I have talked extensively <laughs> about this and my recording is quite long, but I feel very, I feel very passionate, I guess you can say, about acknowledgement and avocadoing <laughs> and advocating. And, you know, I'm just curious to know if you have any follow-up thoughts or, um, of course, if you want to wrap this up, go ahead. But that advocating part, you know, if you ask me if, if there's anything you, if you had to pick between acknowledging someone and advocating for someone, definitely start with advocating because in advocating, you naturally acknowledge someone and you, you know, someone feels like you're on their side, you're supporting them and it makes them feel safe. It makes them feel validated and it gives them the, you know, the strength they need to make a positive step moving forward. All right, best friend, that's all I have to share for now. Very curious to hear your thoughts. And of course, feel free to wrap up on this topic if you'd like. I look forward to hearing from you. Hey, best friend. How are you? 
I just want to say thank you so much for sharing more thoughts on how to acknowledge and how to advocate for others. And wow, this topic has really hit home for me. And actually, at the time of this recording, it's almost three weeks since I responded <laughs> because it was a longer one and I wanted to be able to acknowledge properly. <laughs> and what's great, again, that if you haven't heard already from our type of communication that, uh, listeners, is that we are doing asynchronous communication where we just leave audio messages for each other and on our own time. You know, it's not real time at the moment, but when we listen to it, it's real time, but the other person's not there. And it just really helps me build my skill on listening and active listening because I have no one to interrupt. <laughs> so, yeah, and also it gives me time to practice. It's one thing to share these ideas, but it's another to actually practice these best ideas that we have for everyone. And I really, really appreciate everything, best friend. I've had a lot of time to practice acknowledging and advocating offline from our other audio recordings. So I just really appreciate you and the patience that you've had for me to respond back. And I did want to start with acknowledging, I'm <laughs> putting a lot of words in here and no pun intended, is best friend, I am so, so amazed how you build the skill of acknowledging even just from podcasting alone. I love that. I love that idea that you are building the skill, you know, and actually practicing it. And it's not easy. And then, <laughs> and I like how it helps. It has helped you build this way of active listening. So kudos to you, best friend. And I'm really glad that because even just podcasting with you, it is helping me inside and outside of everything that I'm doing at work and at home on how to actively listen. And like you said, best friend, yes, this all this conversation really sparked in a way after Maria was saying that I don't listen or I don't actively listen and I keep one-upping conversations and only want to hear what I want to hear. And so I have all these tennis balls in my court and I'm just like, here's another one, here's another one. And it wasn't until I was actually self-aware and wanting to know like, hey, is there actually something that I'm missing here. Yeah, it's not an easy uh, uh, way. Um, you know, it's not easy to admit that <laughs> you're not a good listener. And it's really hard because I often believe that I was a great listener, but maybe I'm just good at listening to myself. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I really appreciate all the tips on active listening and acknowledging and one thing I've actually used in this these past weeks, which has been really, really helpful advice, best friend, best friend, when you were talking about how do you know when a conversation is ready to move on or they're not done with their story or they are done with their story? Because what I've learned as well is that because I, I feel like I tend to talk fast or my more like my thoughts are moving faster than I think as you already know that about me, and I know many people can relate. So it seems that like I heard everything and then, but the other person, some, I know a lot of people, they articulate and they take their time to say their words. So they, like Maria, she may be 
still finishing up this story, but not as fast as I would like. And so I already move on to my story. And I really like the advice you gave of saying, is there anything else? <laughs> anything else you would like to add to the story or anything else that I'm missing? And those just two words have helped me a lot, even in, in my workplace, because sometimes I am even cutting off uh, people I talk to. And then so I've tried like, you know what, let me try it at work as well. Like anything else is, you know, like when they're talking or like anything else you want to share. And then, no, they're like, no, I'm good. I'm done now. And I was like, great. Now I could talk, you know, and share, you know, what I've heard or I, I can acknowledge back or say something. So I really like those two words. And thank you for sharing with me about Patty and Jay, how they love to one up your stories and think that they can relate and then tell you that like, hey, you know, yeah, I totally understand your story. It's like, uh, you know. I think what I've learned too is like people when they want advice will ask for it but when it's unsolicited advice like it's like oh they just want to hear what you're going through they only know the basics and then they try to act like all therapists like and say oh yeah yeah I've been through your situation this is how I solved it it's like well if you wanted to solve it we would have asked like hey I'm then you know kind of everyone usually if they want advice typically they would say in the beginning and say hey i'm looking for your advice this is my situation but just saying like saying like oh this is what happened to me at work and then someone will say like oh yeah i had something similar this is mine this is how i solved it yeah i can see how one upping a story is not you know it doesn't help <laughs> and it's really better to just listen and actively listen to a person's story full wholeheartedly and yeah just use some of the tips that we've been saying and just say anything else or i hear you thank you for sharing so that's all all great advice there best friends and then yeah i'm glad that you like the whole chess analogy i'm moving on to that that part where me and maria whenever we need to make a hard decision about something now we literally say okay let's start it you know start what the clock you know <laughs> in a sense we'll just make a Okay, this is my turn to talk for five minutes and then, all right, your turn. And we don't do it every single time. In these past few weeks, we haven't had to do that so much. But literally, once we start to notice that we're both kind of not listening to each other, we kind of say, okay, wait, let's let's take it back. I want to hear your side. You want to hear my side. Let's do it. And then we start the, the timer, in a sense, the chess timer analogy. So that's been a really great thing to do these past few weeks. And then I would like to wrap up with the word advocate, or now that I've been able to say it now, we like to avocado each other. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like avocado. So we say, I avocado you and you avocado me. So we, what we're really saying, listeners, is that we want to advocate for each other. And it's just the avocado makes it sound more cute. And I really like how you put it, best friend, in three words that you've really mentioned about how to advocate for someone is just to say I believe you I think that's really great like I believe your story the hardest part it might be like what if you don't believe what they're saying but if that was the case then you would you know most people would you know at that time you would want to try to share what's really going on but most of the time I think you know even for me I like the fact that we say to say I believe you I believe your story I believe 
what you're going through is a good way to advocate for someone. And it's really not common to say that. Like people are always being uh, run over. Their ideas are always being taken over by someone else's or is no one really truly appreciates what the other person is trying to say. And just these three words are just really amazing to say, I believe you. And so best friend, thank you for the advice on this. And I have used it a couple of times and it's worked wonders. So hopefully listeners, you you could try that out too. If someone's someone needs your support and say, you know what, I believe you, you know, I believe you. And so I believe you, best friend. <laughs> I believe you make my life a better place for both of us. And and the fact that we are doing this together is just great. So thank you for all the acknowledgments and this podcast. And thank you for advocating us and avocadoing us. So I just like to wrap up there. Listeners, I hope you really learned something of this idea of how to acknowledge others and how to advocate others to have uh, more sustaining, healthy relationships. So with that, all of our show notes are below and we look forward to hearing any of your comments. And thank you, best friend, and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Hey, best friend. I know that you wanted to wrap up this conversation. And just like what you said at the beginning of your recording, it's been a couple weeks since we have followed up on this particular topic. I love how in the initial weeks of us podcasting, we pumped out a lot of ideas and we had a lot of time to respond to each other. And now that we are, at least at the time that I'm recording, now that we are actively publishing our shows and you started traveling and and we both are individually busier in this current season of our life, I love how we're still able to practice asynchronous messaging, you know, to respond to these messages when we're ready. So yay us. (laughs) So much has happened, like you said, since we first started recording this. I mean, I'm even looking at our folder and, you know, the first recording we had of this was in April 2nd, and I'm now recording this on May 5th. So it's been been a couple weeks since, since we've been doing this. I did get a chance to listen to everything again. It felt really important for me to do it. And I don't really need to add upon a lot of things at this point. I just want to do my part as well to, you know, wrap up and share one or two things. The first thing I want to share is in regards to Patty and Jay, when I think about them and I think about how they felt so compelled to, in my perspective, save me and use themselves as a model to see what the other side is like, or like say, hey, if you just do what I do, if you just follow me, then everything's gonna be okay. And I wanna give these people grace because at the time I was very repelled by them kind of like putting themselves on this high pedestal. And if I were to imagine looking at their perspective, I think that maybe they were just in such a high in that season of their life. They felt so happy. I know one of them in particular, Jay in particular, they had 
described that what they went through was a miracle. And so imagine if you had experienced a miracle, what do you want to do? You want to tell everyone about it. You want to, you know, tell them like how your life has changed and, and you want to be able to kind of like spread that message and help other people and show other people that miracles are possible. So I just want to give them grace and honor the season that they were in. At the same time, I'm proud of myself, even if I maybe didn't do it in the best fashion possible, I distanced myself because I didn't feel like they were helping me. I felt like they weren't really advocating for me. They were just trying to save me in a sense by having me look at them for the answer, which, you know, I just wasn't in that headspace to, you know, quote unquote model after them. I'm like, you're not my parents. You're not my mentor. Like you are my friends in which, you know, one of them I was older than and the other one was slightly older than me. And so I really wanted them to be an equal with me, not be above me. But again, you know, if I were to imagine what it'd be like to be in their position, I imagine that they thought that they were helping me by using themselves and their story and their miracles as a source of inspiration and as a guide for me to work through my problems at the time. So I'm just saying that I am giving them that grace and I don't want to villainize them. You know me, best friend, and we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode, but we took a color personality test and you know, we, you and I have discussed that at least between you and I, I am the peacemaker and I love creating harmonious environments. And, you know, part of how I do that is humanizing people. And so this is my way of humanizing um, Patty and Jay and making sure that, you know, if anyone has these types of people in their lives, please don't villainize them. They probably were just in a wonderful, wonderful season in their life where they felt so moved, you know, they had experienced a miracle and they felt compelled to sharing that with people. And sometimes when you're on an emotional high, sharing that energy can come off a little too strong (laughs) and that's okay. That's okay. They need that for themselves, right? And it's up to us to set that healthy boundary and, you know, decide whether or not that emotional high uh, feeds us in any way. Um, Last but not least, best friend, I thought it would be wonderful to wrap up with a quote that I absolutely love. And it goes like this. It's by Parker J. Palmer. And just so you know, I don't know who this person is. I actually found this quote from an organization that I actually volunteer with, which ironically, it's a great organization where I get to practice active listening once again. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not just doing it in the podcasting space, but I'm also doing it via text, like being able to message people and kind of be that anonymous pen pal and make people uh, feel seen, heard and valued and all that stuff. So I definitely have a lot of outlets to practice active listening, practice avocadoing or advocating. I like avocadoing, <laughs> but I hope by now our listeners know what we're talking about, the, like that avocado and advocating are the same thing. But let me go ahead and wrap up this conversation with this beautiful quote by Parker J. Palmer. It goes, the human soul doesn't want to be advised or fixed or saved. It simply wants to be witnessed, to be seen, heard, and companioned exactly as it is. And I'm going to say that one more time because I remember when I first heard this quote, it just blew my mind. And if I could just wear this on a t-shirt and show it to everyone and show them that this is how you can love me, (laughs) I think it would make a world of difference. But I'm going to say it one more time by Parker. This is a quote by Parker J. Palmer. 
The human soul doesn't want to be advised or fixed or saved. It simply wants to be witnessed, to be seen, heard, and companioned exactly as it is. Best friend, thank you for avocadoing me. Thank you for believing me in our conversation today. This was a very heartfelt conversation as our recent episodes have been turning out to be. I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm just proud of us for how our relationship continues to evolve, especially since we've only rekindled it, like I think less than two months ago, two, three months ago. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) So to our listeners, we hope you got a lot out of this conversation. If you did, please, 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 we'd love to hear from you. Just listen to the outro of this episode and you'll know how to get a hold of us. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat with you all in the next episode. I believe you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast with your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. We hope that today's conversation gave you the best idea on how to sustain a healthy relationship with your best friend or anyone you care about. If you enjoyed our show, be sure to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support us by buying us a drink at buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI as in best friends, best ideas podcast. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI podcast. Lastly, if any of our ideas have helped you in any way, we'd love to hear about it at bestfriendsbestideas at gmail.com. We'd be happy to give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Until Until next time. time.